Oh, we burning the midnight oil, ladies and gentlemen. We just finished tallying up some beers. We just finished tallying up some beers after a rough day of yingling bets, where everybody in the NBA decided to listen to the podcast and go against exactly what we picked all the way through. But it's all right, though. It's all right, though. Um, Reggie. Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> See, and, and that that is a question we need to discuss even before we get into Tom Brady. If you have guess who's back, is it Eminem or is it Jeezy? Guess who's back? Uh, Still smell a drone in his clothes. Uh, yeah. Well, I obviously referenced Eminem. Eminem. Yes. <laughs> Da, 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 da. Because that was during the the rise of Eminem. I mean, I've, Eminem's yeah, popularity. Fair. We could go ahead and say pause for that. But yes. the rise of Eminem's popularity. I wasn't even. I'm tired. Yeah, but I know. Uh, I would. I would. Uh, the Atlanta in me wants me to say Jeezy. Guess who's Bazak? Still got him under my clothes. Scream! I was cooking them O's. I like Jeezy. But in this context, so in this context, I'm always thinking, I'm not gonna lie, I always think about Eminem when I make that reference. I like the Jeezy song better. <laughs> but when you say, guess who's back? My next line is back again. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I guess, I guess, I guess M owns it then. Done yep. and done. Decree you here by the Splash Cast. Yep. No shade, Jeezy. We always pick you above Eminem. In terms of better music, not better rapper, but you know what you know what it is. Uh I'm not the biggest fan of either one of those guys. So there's that. <laughs> Speaking of people, I'm not the biggest fan of. Oh <laughs> Tom Edward. Tom, John Thomas Edward Patrick. Patrick. Why are you go? No, Biff. no, no. Because he his is his name he, is Thomas man, his Edward Patrick Gravy. Colt, Colt Dustin. Braylon, no Braylon. Braylon can the switch, but uh, whatever Jock White name you can think of fits that mold of Tom Brady. Thomas Edward is back. Austin, it's always a good Austin. <laughs> good Austin out there, dog. Boy, <laughs> Austin is always a wild dude too. Yeah, slightly problematic. Mm-hmm. Like uh, White Dante. <laughs> Dante DiCincenzo, White Dante, oh. White Dante always. You know, White Dante was down uh, for <laughs> whatever it is. He, whatever it is, White Dante he, was there. Yeah, he knew he had to be. Now he's playing for the Kings. Boy, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. When was it the best? Oh yeah, because he won a championship while yeah, being with hurt. The Bucks. Yeah. While he was on the bench. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, Brady's back. Huh? Poor man's Kevin Herter. And we still having this shit. And I ain't glorifying it either. Let's go. She want the info. She do. I want to talk about crypto. I'm trying to lead it, but bloody. Ooh. Like Brian when he threw that elbow. Bruh. Street sticky cup, muddy. Mud. Closet looking like Rodeo. Come look. 20 chickens in the kitchen. They all bad. It was just me and Rokato. Let's get it. 
missing, sent them on a mission. Mission. My fingers itching cause of binges. Itching. Ain't pulled up dirty in a minute. Drink. Don't worry about it, mind your business. The fuck is you serving no G like it's Wendy's. OG, I'm in they mouth, no dentist. Dr. Lee, give a fuck about an image. Or what? When we see them boys, we scrimmage. Run. Bean, bite, bustin'. Damn. B bite, bustin', that's cold. That's pro. Any mini money, which hoe? Which one? Which flow did the pretty bitch go? Where? I got some, but I really want more. Any weather, I'ma shine. Any weather, I'ma glow. No matter, I'ma shine. We run the globe. Step on that boat without using my toes. How you do that? I wanna talk about crypto, get millions. Shout out my shot, like big up the skillet. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 48 of the Splash Cast. I'm your co-host, Reggie. I'm your co-host, Norwood, and Tom Brady is back, baby! I can't believe Tom Brady's back, dog. I cannot believe that Tom Brady is actually here. But to get before we get into that, as you know, when we uh, shoot the Splash Cast here, we break our episodes up into two segments, the ATL edition and the Around the League edition. We are going to do the ATL edition where we get into the Hawks, Braves, and Falcons, where we lovingly call the Braves our oldest child, our exemplary child, the one that doesn't disappoint us. Our middle child, our problem child is the Falcons, who just can't seem to get right no matter what we do. And then the Hawks, who are just a wild card. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. They're basically like the Sour Patch Kids of the family. Without a uh, doubt. Without <laughs> a damn doubt, boy. With that being said, man, we're going to go ahead and jump into this Braves-Falcons uh, segment. We've combined the segment in the offseason because there's not a lot to talk about. And up until two days ago, there was literally nothing to talk about in baseball because there was no baseball. But after all... The negotiations after everything that went on, the Players Association and the Major League Baseball owners and brass came to an agreement and the lockout is over after canceling spring practice, uh, spring games, as well as I think the first three or four regular season games. Yes, um, which have been moved. Yep, they've now been moved. So there'll be a bunch of double headers going on, I believe. Uh, seven seven inning games. I think they're going to keep that rule. So nope, they got rid of that. Unfortunately, I was just about to say that it was one of the things that I actually enjoyed. Was good. They got rid of it. Yes, I said nine inning double headers, which nobody needs. Nobody needs it. It is completely useless. Uh, but baseball is back, and with baseball being back, that means the Braves are back, and if the Braves are back, that means that we are your World Series champs. And either you love us and you embrace us for, or you are a hater. Y'all see the shield back there. Y'all see the shield back there. Care. We are championes. <laughs> championes. Champions. Champions. But yeah, we man. are champs, and you are unfortunately, or you either fortunately. He said it. There it is. <laughs> Patented Reggie Davis quick scope. Shout out to the Braves. Shout out for us being lifelong fans. And that bandwagon will be opening any day now. Now that the championship is over, they ran around both cities of Atlanta. There's a joke there. Um, y'all can hop on. We are taking new applications. We told in, in this year, we're showing up like LeVar Ball. What has to say what? <laughs> We told, we you, told so. you so. We told you so. Oh, please prepare. <laughs> so the thing about the Braves is now that the lockout is over, there have been a flurry of headlines in baseball where all of these players are getting paid. Hey, these are offers on the table. We already had it ready. We're just waiting for the lockout to be over. Blah, 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 blah. 
one person that did not know news came out or no good news if you're depending on if you're a Braves fan or not was Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman still remains unsigned. It came out as soon as the lockout was over that the Dodgers and Yankees are making a huge play for Freddie Freeman. Mind you, the Dodgers and Yankees already have first baseman. Um, Then it came out that the Marlins made an offer before the lockout and it just kept quiet. And no news about the Braves. Tell y'all right now, I'm gonna get very unruly if Freddie Freeman goes anywhere else. I'm gonna start finding small children and tell them Santa Claus is not real. Um, I suggest <laughs> that we uh y'all get this and make this happen soon and very soon. Not that Santa well, Claus is not real though. <laughs> I'm ruining it for everybody. If I gotta have a bad day, we often have a bad day. And every small child, if I if you're between the age of three to 21, I'm telling you, Santa Claus ain't real. <laughs> and dreams don't come true because obviously uh, nope. this one did not. Now I don't. The Braves, if we keep saying there's the the what's the get word? out of there. You can't even fix your. You can't. No, even no. What's up? the word when y'all not on the same page? The disparity, discourse, the whatever. The reason the Braves have not signed Freddie Freeman and why why they remain far apart in negotiations is because Freddie Freeman wants six more years. Freddie Freeman is what thirty one years old. So if he were to get a five-year contract, his contract will end at 36. Historically, when you look at first baseman, outfielders, power hitters, uh, anybody, the production normally goes down around 33, 34 years old. Freddie Freeman wants a contract in security saying, hey, I've earned it. Give me my six years at $30 million, $180 million contract. This is what I'm owed. I'm still good. uh, And I will be good. I'm betting on myself. And this is where the breakdown is. Now, historically, the Braves have the thing about the Braves organization that is sets us apart in a bad way from the teams that spend money and win is that we don't spend money. So when it comes, there's former Braves that have weighed in on this and saying they're not surprised. Andrew Jones being one of them. Andrew Jones had a stellar career, uh, and during the height of his career, he was up for contract negotiations, and they did not pay him. They did not want to give him his due for the end of his contract. Uh, So historically, the Braves have always been kind of at cheap ownership versus if you look at the Dodgers. Frugal, cheap. But we also, oh, now there's a difference. There's just just a money difference. L.A., the teams that are notorious for spending a ton of money are, you know, major East Coast teams. So you're talking Boston. You're talking about New York. You're talking L.A. Mm Mm-hmm. It is, a, it is a different market between the, those teams, but we could be a little bit more aggressive than we are. Fair. Fair. So it remains to be seen what's going to happen with Freddie. Um, I had a lot of hope at the beginning, like, hey, the Braves are going to do the right thing. This is all just smoke and mirrors. As the age-old adage is, wherever there's smoke, there's what? Fire. And I was going to say something else. There's a joke there, boy. (laughs) (laughs) And the funny thing is, the people that are watching and listening to this right now are laughing because they got the joke. Uh, (laughs) But um, I don't know what's going to happen with Freddie, and I don't even want to discuss 
until we get the news of whether he has been signed or not, yeah or nay, we're not going to discuss his replacement. Um, I'm not. Oh, we have we yeah we, especially with them, we protected Juju at all costs. We look forward (laughs) to seeing Freddie in a jersey uh, for the next six years. I don't care. Braves jersey. Yes, a Braves jersey for the next six years. Y'all can put the congressman on the back. Um, I don't care what y'all do. Sign that man to whatever he wants. We need him. He is an integral part of our future success. He is. He is. He is, man. Let's uh but that's really all we got for Braves news at spring training. All everybody's reported except for Freddie, of course. So uh, Which we we'll, don't blame you, Freddie. Nope. Get paid. I, would, I wouldn't show up either. So we'll we'll keep monitoring the situation and, and you'll know. If you follow the Splashcast on Twitter at underscore the Splashcast or on Instagram at the Splashcast, you'll see a whole lot of emotion in our posts uh, whenever the news about Freddie, whichever way it happens, uh, signing him. So with that being said, man, I said we we're going to combine our segments. So we just got done with our oldest child, the Braves. Let's go ahead and get to the middle child, uh, the can't get rights, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, who are between a rock and a hard place when it comes to Matt Ryan. He has now the second highest quarterback cap hit behind Aaron Rodgers. Um, what up? But we, he's now restructured his deal where Matt Ryan has restructured and now instead of a $48 million cap hit, it'll be what, 36? I think it's a $36 million cap hit. Yeah. So that gives us some room to sign some players because we have a lot of holes on our offense. I mean, on our, well, yeah, on our offense, really on our team, but on our offense, but I don't know if that really is going to make a difference overall in our record and everything that's going on. I mean, Tom Brady is back. So a lot of this is now kind of null and void. We were, you know, being facetious, but we were like, oh, we back at the top of the NFC South. And that's short-lived. Um, we are now just at the bottom fighting for our lives with the Saints, uh, the Panthers. I don't know who's going to be on their team next year and us. Uh, thanks, Tom, for ruining next season. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think we had the highest hopes in the first place, especially with Man, Calvin Ridley. Man, we had the highest hopes because there no other team had a quarterback. <laughs> Nobody us. else had a quarterback except for us. And then that's over. And now uh, they got the quarterback. I do want to thank Matt Ryan for restructuring again. Good faith. He had to you do it, though. You could have definitely. No, nah, you could have pulled the Kirk Cousins and just took all the money and ran. Um, unjustly, he would have Matt Ryan justly. You yeah, been I ain't here. talking about man. I, fighting, I was fighting a good fight. Cousins. Yes. Uh, so I once again last week we talked about you know I ain't gonna say we talked badly about him, but we had started making peace with him leaving. Uh, I do want to thank him for the restructure and the Matt Matt Ryan fan club is up and running again, ladies and gents. What you got? Nothing. I got nothing. The Falcons, everybody <laughs> sucks. Uh, we, saw, we restructured Matt Ryan. We kicked the can down the road. We're going to have to pay Rich him We're going to have to pay him until he's 48. He's about to get on. By the time Matt Ryan retired, he's going to be on a Bobby Bonilla contract, which and and it's not going to change. We, hit, we Our receiver gambled. Uh, our, our franchise changed a quarterback, fought some dogs. 
Julio Jones took $64 million in the midnight train out of Georgia. Like, I don't know what's going on with the Falcons. I, I hope that we draft well. But it is what it is. Tom Brady's Probably back. I get another edge rusher to just don't pan out. They said we're linked to Chandler Jones. And Chandler Jones is good, but Chandler Jones is like 33. Historically, that has never worked out for us that we sign an over the 30 defensive end. Anytime you look at players and they the same age as us. Mm -mm. For everybody that's 33, ask yourself if you could play defensive end in the NFL right now. Mind you, you haven't even been hit. And he's been hit every day since he was 18. I would like to say that LeBron currently has 31 points, seven uh, rebounds, and five assists. So, I mean. They're also down by 31 points. You didn't have to rain on my parade. Like, that was aggressive. Jeez. <laughs> Horton Tucker just shot an air. <laughs> the Lakers are so bad, but oh, we're talking about football. <laughs> yes. Now, I am, and I'm glad you – I'm going to start reminding people LeBron James saw y'all THT was good. And y'all, and this is a perfect, this once again is economics. When, when LeBron drove up that stock price on, uh, <laughs> I missed another <laughs> shot. <laughs> drove up that price on GameStop and did not sell. You let that, that price crater. THT ain't worth Contract that he currently has right now. And they was talking about, no, we can't let him go. He's an integral part of our future. Quick question. Who's a worse, who's a better GM? LeBron or Michael Jordan? I don't think that I don't think that they're in a contest for best. I think they I didn't say looking, best. I said who's better. I don't I think I think that they both looking <laughs> so? at being worse, bad and worse. Uh, one is bad and one is worse, and it depends on the day and it depends on the team. <laughs> anyway anyway back to football man the falcons so the falcons have a lot to do man as you, as we told y'all we will be coming with our uh mock draft uh at the end of april the day before the draft but we will be discussing more of the atlanta falcons draft status in the next couple of weeks when we get to april um we feel like it's a little too early for draft stock even though the combine is over you still have, a, as you can see in the NFL, you still have a whole lot of movement that has to happen before the draft, before we can even decide to do a mock draft because you could say you're going to pick a quarterback or a running back, and then they go sign one of them in the offseason or bring back Tom Brady out of retirement. So, uh, Man, if you thought you was getting drafted <laughs> by the Bucks player quarterback, let me tell you. Now you're like fourth round, fifth round. <laughs> they already got a fourth rounder at the backup. So you probably bring back Kyle Trask another year. And he probably be like, yeah, y'all hand me my clipboard and I will stand over here and get paid to do absolutely nothing because I'm never going to play. Greatest. I mean, him and Jordan Love just, I wouldn't even be mad if I was Jordan Oh, Love. no, no. Jordan Love is in a bad, is in a <laughs> much different situation. Jordan Love, like, bro, this is almost my house. He was just, <laughs> just about to retire and leave it to me. And here you are back causing problems in my life. <laughs> but with that being nobody, nobody ever going to want Jordan Love now. You think I'm going to trade for Jordan Love? I'll wait for you to cut him first. 
With that being said, man, we've come to the end of our Brave slash Falcon segment of episode 48 with Splashcast, the Atlanta edition, ATL edition. We are now going to get into our youngest child, uh, Hawks Talk is what we've named this segment, where we actually have some good things to say about them for once and a few bad things. But y'all stay tuned. We'll get into it. Say some good things. That's never going to happen. Ever. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, for our final segment of the ATL edition of episode 48 of the Splash Cast. We're going to get into some Hawks talk, talk about our youngest child, the Atlanta Hawks, who, for the moment, look pretty decent. That's for you to stop looking at them. <laughs> so that's the one kid. As soon as you say, hey, you're doing all right now, I look like you're doing your homework and getting your plan assigned every day, act out. Immediately got to act out. That's yeah. when you lose your book bag or be fighting on the bus, get detention for doing something stupid. Um, here we are on the precipice of being 500 for the 500 times this season. Every time we get here, we don't know how to act. Um, yeah, so, so where we, what we, what Norwood was talking about is um, the Hawks last week had four games. We played the Pistons. Bucks, Clippers, and we always include the Sunday game if they had one as being the Pacers. The pissed out of those games, we said the Hawks should should go about emphasis, and, emphasis, emphasis on should three and one, possibly four and zero. Oh. Why we're better than the Pistons, even though the Pistons have been playing good basketball. We're better than the Pistons. We're better than the Clippers. Excuse me. Uh, drinking Norwood's beers real quick. My bad, y'all. Um, we're better than the Clippers. <laughs> uh, even Just because the Clippers have so many injuries that we're better than the team that they could roll out. And then the Pacers just traded away all of their stars. And the ones that they kept are all hurt. So we're better than the Pacers. And the Bucks, while the Bucks are the Bucks and Giannis is Giannis, we still can beat them. And we were, like we said, we hold on to the fact that we were two, we were really a referee trip away from being in the NBA finals. Not bring that up. Um, And then, of course, we said we should be three and one. And then you got to play the game, right? And that's why they say you always got to play the game. First game against the Pistons. How? Make it make sense. We gave that game away if you could give the game away. John Collins, I think this was his first game back, right? Correct. John Collins' first game back. He had 17 and 11 on 7 of 13 shooting. Second game back. Remember, he played, came off the bench for one and nine and like five. Oh, yeah. This is his first game back starting in the starting line. Yeah. He was out because of the foot and the finger um, on his shooting hand. And... We started out, and I said, okay, this ain't this ain't how I thought we were going to start out. We started out with leading after the first quarter by one. And then we went down at halftime by three. And I said, okay, something ain't right. Trey Young, who has been on a tear lately, tear, 
was five for 20. 14 points. He did have 12 assists, but. Gotta do something. You know what? What Cade do? Huh? What Cade do? Cade Cunningham had 28 and 10 on 25 shots. The thing that the Pistons do very well. How many rebounds? Five. Six. 28, 10, and six. The thing that the, the thing that the Pistons do very well is they have a lot of size. They have a lot of size and a lot of they're kind of like a poor man's Toronto Raptors or a poor poor poorest man's uh Boston Celtics. So Cade is six eight, six six, however tall he is, and Trey, you know, five eleven. And Cade Cunningham, they just put Cade Cunningham on Trey and just bothered him the whole game. Now, John Collins was 17 and 11 on 7 of 13 shooting, 2 of 5 from 3, two rebounds. I'm sorry, two turnovers, four fouls. John Collins was playing very efficiently. Clint Capella, 9 and 12, 33 minutes. DeAndre Hunter, 15. Young, 14. Bogey, 22. Gallo, 14. Lou, 13. Delon Wright, Oklahoma. The problem is we played no defense. And even though we played no defense, we still had a chance to win, and John Collins missed those free throws. The problem that we always have with this game, well, before we'll get into likes, dislikes, my bad people. But then yes. the next game, we ended up playing the Bucks. Now, the Bucks, we could have won that game, but the ref decided to let Leonis play football. I don't know so, why we can't get a call. I don't know why Giannis gets to drop his shoulder and just basically stiff arm whoever he wants to. Uh, I guess one day maybe we'll get an MVP uh, and we'll do that. But I guess it, well, it won't be John Collins. It'll be Trey and I don't know what. what. Yes. Now, now, John Collins had a rough time in that game. That's when his finger was really bothering him. Yeah. And he couldn't shoot. But even when he was 0 of 9 and 0 of 5 from 3. Um, and it's hard for John Collins to be able to be the hustle man and get all his hustle points against the Bucks because Giannis is Giannis and Bobby Portis morphs and, into a Super Saiyan. And that's <laughs> the reason that it's important that on nights that it's not going to be your night, let the other people flourish. Stop shooting. You pulled a Trey Young. Yes. And, and I mean, they sat him. I think his hand is really hurt. Yeah. Uh, but the thing for me is on those nights, that's the night where the rest of you guys are going to have to do it. You know he can't guard Giannis and then give you his typical uh, output, especially injured. Mm-hmm. So, you know, somebody's going to have to pick up the slack. Yep. You can't ask, like, Giannis, guarding Giannis in itself is a momentous task. Monumental. And then on top of that, yes, monumental, momentous, unfortunate is what it is. <laughs> it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad before it's good. And on those nights, we need more out of Clint Capella. Clint Capella, we really need 15 points out of you tonight. Um, and we need, you need 15 and 15 from you, Capella. Yes. Um, Gallo, I will say, has picked it up recently. Um, but that just wasn't enough team basketball to go around in that one. Tell us about the Clippers. So then we played the Clippers. And that was actually a good game. And the Clippers are a team that Ty Lue is a good coach. Ty Lue is going to have them playing defense. Ty Lue is going to have them balling. And Reggie Jackson, while he may be inefficient. Bucket. 
A he bucket. is going to go on every game. He's going to get streaky. Every game, no matter when it is, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, he's going to get streaky. And they just could not miss from three. And I didn't realize that they were like uh, one of the top three point shooting teams in the league, uh, which is something to say because they're in the West with Steph Curry and all of them. So just made so many tough ass shots. And, and John Collins played some really good defense in this game. And he was just getting buckets poured in on them, but playing good defense. And that's difficult to kind of stay mentally checked in when you're getting, you know, just getting scored on, but you're doing the right thing. And you know, you're like, I'm doing the right thing, but it's not working. A lot of players will get outside of their technique. Yep. And this was kind of the birth of what we call fourth quarter Trey, <laughs> where he actually, Trey actually played a really efficient game this game. So um, it was a tough, this was a tough game. Um, I think it lends credence to what you said about John Collins really being hurt because they sat him pretty much the whole second half. Yep. Um, he could not, he kept messing with the tape on his finger and he just could not get his shot right. And so they sat him the whole second half. And then after that, we ended up playing the Pacers today where we got off to a hot start and then almost choked the game away. Um, and they sat John Collins this game because his foot and his hand was just giving, he couldn't get right. So all in all, last week, the Hawks went two and two, where we thought they were going to go three and one. Not really too bad, but that game against the Pistons was frustrating because we gave the game away. With that being said, what were your likes from last week? Uh, oh, very simple. Fourth quarter of Trey, when he was when he goes into full facilitator mode and he's just like, I'm going to get everybody else on the floor buckets, he is unstoppable mm -hmm. because it looks like he's playing a video game. So instead of him trying to score, it's just, hey, let me draw the offense and here penetrate the defense here and just distribute, 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 and everybody shoots open shots. And that is one of the things that I feel very confident about. Everybody can hit open shots on this team and then if you manage to guard them, throw the pick and roll oop to Clint Capella, he'll be open. Uh, that, that is good team construction by Travis Link, of putting players around a guy who are competent, who can do their job. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is one of the things that kind of lets you, you know, fall off Travis Link a little bit and try to forget about trading away Luca. <laughs> you'll never let that go. Hell so... No. The likes that I like, especially fourth quarter Trey, because you said he's in full facilitator mode. But what I liked about Trey Young in all of these games, except for the, the, the Pistons game, is Trey has figured out that on our pick and roll, you can't stop my mid-range. No matter what you do, either I'm going to throw the lob or I'm going to hit one of the players for the three or I'm going to take the mid-range shot versus doing all that dancing and doing the step back and shooting. And he looks, he looked uh, like you said, he looked unstoppable at point at times through the entire game. When he's trying to play more like Chris Paul and less like James Harden, it ain't nothing you can do with him there because facilitator wise, he could be the absolute best facilitator in the NBA. If, if he could ever just get it into, Hey, I'm going to play. And I'm going to facilitate first and then just take the easy buckets. The NBA should be afraid. Very afraid. That kind of ended that 
if Trey plays like that, that will end the. But then he has the a night Trey like jogging, the Trey jogging, but the Trey jogging talk. Go ahead. My he, has a, he has a night like tonight where he scores a bunch of points. All that's going to do is recharge him back up. I need to shoot. I need to shoot 40 shots a night again. Well, I think he was like that because John Collins didn't play. Uh, and he once Trey gets hot, then you he got hot in the first half. But what were some and, and okay. that's the thing that we have to do. Like tonight, Bogey was passing Trey the ball. And if you watch Bogey play, he don't really pass the ball. And he's like, Oh, Trey got it tonight. Let's just keep feeding him the ball. When it's not your night, you gotta do the same thing. So that was going to be my dislike. Um, against the Pistons, and it's happened many times this this year. Trey is not Superman. He is not going to have a great game every game. And it's kind of what I said about John Collins, too. I have two dislikes. The first one is you're not Superman. You have to be able to give somebody else a chance to be the man if it's not your night. The problem with the Detroit game was he was five of 20 and he still, still wants to be the one to take all the shots in the fourth quarter, no matter who's hot. And that's the frustrating part. Like you don't have, I understand that you want this to be your team, but you could, there's a different, there's many ways to be a leader. You don't always have to be in the front and have all the pomp and circumstance to be an effective and good leader. Most of the time, especially in today's game, Aside from LeBron, LeBron's teams, and even with LeBron's teams, the ones that he won, he had to be on a team, right? You have to be able to elevate your teammates. You can't elevate your teammates if they're actually doing what you asked them to do, right? You're complaining that we got to hit shots. You're complaining that when I pass the ball, they're not hitting shots, and then they start hitting shots, and then you stop passing them the ball. Yeah. You can't have it both ways. And then and then wait to the fourth quarter. And then be like, hey, now I need y'all to shoot again. No, bro, I haven't shot in, in two quarters. I'm not in any rhythm at this point. And that's that's the part that I and I want to I have to say, you have to first give credit to Steph. Because Steph is a superstar on Golden State. If he doesn't do it, then nobody does it. But Golden State also gives gives every player the space on their team to cook and get confident. Once they so you get have, hot, go ahead, do your thing. That's why you have these guys like Jordan Poole, who looks like he's going to get paid a boatload of money. You got Juan Toscano-Anderson. You got Otto Porter. That's the reason it looks like, you know, like a career rehab. Because they just, hey, we're going to pass you the ball, and we have faith. We're going to let you shoot. Now, Steph's going to shoot his, and everybody else going to shoot theirs. But you're going to get the shots that you want. And if you're hot, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, Jordan Poole, Juan Toscano Anderson. It's a reason why we know their names. It's a reason yeah. why we know their names. <laughs> you can't, yes, that, that's that, and and you can't, you can't. Well, I'm not gonna say you can't. Most people can't go that deep into other teams' rosters like that. But whoever's night it is, hey, Cook, Steph, like, hey man, I might have eight points tonight. You gotta know. You gotta know. And it's corny, what am I saying? But you got to know when to hold or when to fold. If you five for 20, you need to have 50. If, if Trey were to be five for 20, five for 25, I can live with that if you got 15 assists, 
You got yeah. 17 assists. You got 19 assists. And I'm like, gotta, all right, at that point, you really trying, you try, you're trying, you're like, okay, it's not my night. I'm gonna get everybody yeah. else involved. And you just don't end up five or 20. When you get to right around about three or 12, you gotta be like, oh, well, we gotta do something a little different here. Fair. If you wait till you five or 20, your goose is cooked to that point. Yeah. And, and you can see it. We can all see it. You're going to have him like, oh, that guy, he has it tonight. Yep. And then we just have these long gaps where, and it's not, the, the person who's hot won't even get any touches. And it's not like the team is like denying them the ball or nothing. It just, they get usurped from the rotation mysteriously. I, you know how that goes. But the one thing that I can say is I've seen basically everybody, it happened to everybody, minus Gallo. Gallo is just like, no, I don't. He, he kind of looks at Trey like, bro, me and you are kind of the only people out here who do what we do. Which is why we they can't be on the team, that, be on the floor at the same time a lot. We both can't play no defense. And we both got a score to show our value. And, hey, young fella, <laughs> let me let you know this. I'm going to stay in this NBA as long as I can. So when I get in here, I don't care who else is on the floor. I'm shooting it. And I can't run. So I'm going to have to dribble around myself for 35 minutes and then pump fake somebody to death. But I'm going to shoot the ball every time. Yep, yep, yep. And my second dislike, it's kind of a like and dislike. I like the fiery passion that Nate showed in getting ejected after uh, they called the offensive foul on DeAndre Hunter. After they literally, the next play, the play before that, they let Giannis just run down the middle of the court and run over two of our players while they were standing there not moving. I like that fire. But, Nate, I, I we've said it. We got to get some movement on the offensive side of the ball. I understand running the pick and roll. But we got, I've, in the games that we won, I pointed it out to you. I said, you know, they're doing a lot of cross-cutting across, diagonal cuts across from elbow to corner. They're doing that a lot, and it's holding people there. And that's how Trey and John and Trey and Capella, Trey and Okungwu, uh, Lou and Okungwu are able to run the pick and roll so efficiently in those wins because you have movement. We got to get some movement, and we got to have a counter to when they try to take away the pick and roll. How about we, we just... Running the offense, we run when the bench is on the floor. It's like they they scrap everything that we've done. They they look at the starters like, oh hell, y'all do it to hell. Y'all whatever offense y'all gonna run over there, y'all run it. Second team, we don't we don't have all that shining and shit here. Hey, we're gonna pass the ball to Gallo. Gallo gonna look for the mismatch. If it's him, he takes it. If it's not, then Gallo gonna pass to the mismatch. You better make that shot. You start missing them shots, we're going to lose. But we give ourselves a better chance to beat a team without just having to shoot, like, go nuclear like we did tonight and just try to score until the end. And that's the frustrating part is when I say we don't have a counter is we try to – we'll run whatever, pick and roll or whatever, and if that doesn't work, Trey just take the ball out of midcourt and – and. This, the same thing that happened with the Pacers tonight. They figured that out in the second half and was like, well, okay, we're going to stop whatever the first play is, and then we're going to trap Trey, and we don't have a counter. So that's why I said, Nate, this is on – that's on you. Yeah. Squarely on you and your coaching staff. Y'all have got to get the offense in a better flow with Trey on the court. 
And you can't, you can't, you can't let trades score. I mean, forty or whatnot in the first first half. If you're gonna do that, then you got to finish the game like that. You got to have eighty. Do, you need to have eighty. Yeah. If you gonna score 39, 37 in the first half, which he was on fire now. Yeah, but you can't ask those guys who hadn't shot the ball in a quarter. Here you go. Hell no. Here you go. You you warm? No, you got nice lather over there. We've been watching the whole time. Yep. So I, I took up a long, a long thing with that with your dislikes. But what was your dislike about this? Was it was it just still ain't playing no damn defense? Yeah. I don't I know why we don't get offended by playing like by people just giving us a ton of buckets tonight. I mean, we won, but we barely won, and Buddy Hill buddied us. Halliburton got whatever he wanted and we can't just let these guys no offense to Buddy Hill no offense to Halliburton but if we want to be a team that's competing against those if we think that we're a top four team which we do believe and we think that we can beat these teams that are above us then you have to play defense against somebody somebody is going to have to have a bad night and in, for us to be successful Trey is going to have to play some defense and I'm going to tell you today, I, I just sat and watched him. He stood right there at that free throw line, and he just kind of. And watched old boy hit a career high in threes. I've never seen nobody do this the whole time for defense. Bro, this is not a zone. <laughs> you got to you gotta guard him. What the hell is this? If somebody shoot, he'd be like, how you pump fake on defense? Well, what you doing? Jump. Get off Bro, the feet. Get off the floor. Please, please, please watch Trey Young on defense. You, if it's if if he played defense like one of your homeboys, you're like, bro, what was you out there doing tonight? <laughs> what is that? You I know was, how that's why you I know you have goes. a real bad game, and you're like your brother, your dad, be like, what was that? Let's look at the tape. Like you, you can tell they don't watch tape. Yeah, ain't no way you watch tape because I'd be cooking trade. They trade me. You they can't trade watch me. tape. You can't watch tape. Hey, there goes that two hundred million dollar man. Man, you just let him run by you. And Trey be right there, get ready to get the ball. He be like, "Give me the ball." No, get some defense. <laughs> Dude, score. He be right behind him. All right, go ahead, pass back in. Wait, what? So, um, you know, a lot was going on. I, I, it's hard for us, and you brought this up to me as the counter that Nate would have if I were to say this to Nate, right? Which I would if they put us in, you know, put us in the media room. I'd say it to Nate, and his thing was, "Well, we got the number two offense in the league." Fair. But efficiency-wise, I think we could be much better. And I think we, if we're the number two playing this way, we could be hands down number one. But that, I don't, I don't know if us going up on offense is good or bad for us. Because us well, scoring a, a bunch of points also means they're scoring fast. They're getting back in transition. It's just we're well, shooting. We're... Our efficiency I think if we were to be, I don't know our efficiency numbers off the top, but I think if you take away the five trade plays a game, you actually have motion on offense. I think that eliminates the runouts because like when Trey takes those bad shots or when we get the ball and we run it all the way down and then we don't, we have a terrible, terrible uh, shot and it's a long rebound. We're the worst transition defense team in the league. Hands down. Easily. So it, I think that would eliminate the way that you eliminate transition is to score. So if you were and be efficient or offense, get good shots that don't lead to bad misses. I think that's the way that we could eliminate that.
but I don't know why we just don't stay in the paint. Like today, perfect example again. We started out the game. I think our first like 20 points in the paint, just scoring in the paint. And then we just eventually just give up on it. And I and I don't understand considering we have a, everybody on our team, minus Clint Capella, has really good offensive play. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why we just don't cut to the basket. I don't we used to play go early, get an easy basket, or play through the whole possession. That is when the Hawks play the very best basketball. But when you get into, hey, let's shoot a bunch of three-pointers, let's shoot a bunch of mid-rangers, you're taking – you can, we can win like that, which I think is bad for us because it enables us, but it's, it puts more risk into the game. We don't have – we don't ever have control of game. Our, time, our clock management and our game control is – you might as well say it's non-existent. Yeah, yeah. So We'll never get a lead and just be like, hey, we're going to – run this lead on out of here so next week i just had it pulled up next week or this week i guess would be the the real answer um we got a little bit of a schedule we got a little bit of a we play the trailblazers at home tomorrow on a back-to-back we play the hornets wednesday in charlotte charlotte early in the season was a juggernaut at home, and now they're just kind of regular. Then we play the Grizzlies and end next Sunday with the Pelicans. We pay the Grizzlies at home. Now, the Grizzlies, us at home, is a different team than on the road. 12 and it, 2 over the last 14 games at home. We, we should do very well to end this part of this part of the schedule or next week at 500 to me would be a letdown because the trailblazers the guy that cooked the tray in portland is anthony simon simmons simmons simons simon simon simons anthony you murder every time every time every time <laughs> anthony simons he's out for one to two weeks the hornets have been falling like an anchor the grizzlies is ja that game is going to be, I'm going to let you know, I'm going to tell you all my dislike for next week. It's going to be that Trey went one-on-one against John Moran. Um, and then Sunday we play against the Pelicans who Brandon Ingram's hurt. Zion. I don't know. I don't know if you saw Jackson Hayes today throw up between his legs and dunk in the middle of a game. So. No, they brought him back up. Yeah. He brought it back down too. Um. <laughs> so yeah. So to, they so, they ain't gonna be no easy win. Whatever it is, they might not be the best looking team on paper. They play tough though. I feel that I need to see more fourth quarter Trey, and I need to see the rest of the team step up. And we need to play good, just team defense. Because if we don't play good team defense in these next games, you have three play. You have two teams where. Somebody could go off, especially the Grizzlies. So my thing to watch for next week or these games coming up is good defense and offensive efficiency. What's yours? I want – I look at this as you're going to have a couple practices. I consider the Blazers a practice. Um, What was the other two teams we played? I know that – the Grizzlies, the is the Blazers, the uh, Grizzly, the Grizzlies, Grizzlies, the Pelicans, and the Hornets. 
Yes. So it's Blazers, Hornets, Grizzlies, Pelicans is how the yes. schedule goes. So Pelicans trap game, Blazers, you just got to blow the doors off of those guys. Hornets, that's a legitimate game. That's just a game. It's a game you just need to go in. And we're, we're next to each other in the standings. Yeah. So that's going to be a, a high-intensity game. Yeah, so it's, it's, yes. It's a playoff game, but it's a business trip. Go to Charlotte, kick their ass, come on back home. Mm-hmm. Now, I consider the Grizzlies your dress-out game. This is going to be the litmus test to see how ready we are to start looking at playoffs. You're going to get Ja. You're going to get 3J. Um, they, and got, this is, uh, they got Dylan Brooks back. He's back. Yes. Bane's still hooping. This is going to be your chance to see where we really are. Mm-hmm. And they're a tough team, and they're playing good basketball. You should be the open to this. In the West. You should be open to this opportunity. And you need to go in there and say, we could, we're coming here to beat you. Oh, no, they're coming to Atlanta. Oh, we definitely need that. We've been playing good at home, too. This is, this is very, it's an important game for us to get some confidence. And we're playing at home, so that should help us out. You got to beat them, beat the Hornets, and then take care of business with the, the, the two uh, front end, back end. And if we get out of there 3-1, and one, I'm happy. It would be... If we were to go to three, go and, if we go three and one or go four and zero, oh, we are now we would then be tied, or looking at the seven seed, with fourteen games to go. Right? If you're looking at the seven seed, you're now up there with the Cavs because the Cavs have dropped down to the six seed. They've lost two in a row. They're thirty eight. Drop down and get your eagle on, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so if we could somehow go four and zero, oh, three and one. We're now not playing for the better position in the play-in. We're now playing to get out of the play-in. And if you can get out of the play-in and we end up playing, now we get the six seed. If we do what we're supposed to do and we somehow up there get the six seed, I mean, we'd have to play the Embiid Elijah ones as the standings are now. I see that changing. I see we probably would have to play um, the Bulls or – uh, the Bucks because I think the Nets are about to go on a run. If you if if you want me to be perfectly honest, but I hope that we can get it together and end the season strong. We end the season on a run. Everybody's gonna be nervous because of last year. You automatically are in their heads because of last year. No, should be if you didn't piss away the whole damn season playing like damn fools. Yep. All of all of the respect, all of the cachet, all that is now is an expectation. That's pressure on you, not on them. Mm-hmm. That's the reason we have to get we have to get ourselves normalized playing good basketball before we get to the playoffs. Ain't no lights. It's gonna be a quick exit, man. <laughs> and they, and you know, the only thing you know, the thing that people look for once you slap everybody, like we did last year, people are ready to get their lick back. Especially in the in the playoffs. Oh that, man, that's why I don't want to play the 76ers in the first round. And but, they um, know, and you know, they're gonna try to they're gonna try to prove a point and embarrass you just like you did them. Especially if we have played the uh, 76ers. So, oh, man, because we ain't got to worry about the Knicks. Um, <laughs> pull, <laughs> but um. 
when it comes to Atlanta, we forgot to cover one thing, and that's my bad. One of Atlanta's uh, – he's a favorite because of the team that they were on, ironically, that they were a team because they didn't have really any great players on that team. Jeff Teague is back with the Atlanta Hawks as a, in a scouting role. Good to have you back, Jeff. Had your best season, years of your career with the Hawks. Uh, the Hawks had something that I don't think really any team can say they've had, uh, including all those teams that have won championships, is that the Hawks went undefeated when Jeff T was a starting point guard in the month of January when we made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. And get I remember beat we, by LeBron. <laughs> we kept winning them games. I was like, what? Another one? You won, nine, really, you won 16 yeah. in a row. That's the longest winning streak, I think, in Hawks history. Best month of basketball in Hawks history. Whatever whatever the best of, that's it. That month there. And we won the East. Well, we were the regular season number one seed for the first that's time. That's probably the state. best that, that we've played in the regular season. And then last season was the best, clearly, we played in, in the postseason. Because we made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. But we just ran into LeBron. So LeBron. It is what it is. But, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the Atlanta edition of episode 48 of the Splash Cast. We've covered the Hawks, the Braves, the Falcons. We talked about Tom Brady in the pregame. We tallied up our beer uh, bets as well, man. If I haven't missed anything, if we haven't missed anything, Norwood, take us out. Okay. Well, it's been an eventful week. I mean, really like 10 days of Calvin really being an idiot. Russell Wilson getting traded. Tom Brady is back. Uh, this is the reason we podcast because things move at the speed of light. Uh, and they will continue even now and well into the future. We clearly can't tell what's going to happen next. With that said, this will be our win, Reg. Tuesday. Tuesday. Today, Tuesday, this will be in your ears on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Playcast, wherever it is, you find it, you listen to it, and you hand it to one of your friends. Wednesday, Splashcast 12-pack will be here. We're going to have Takeoff, Little Rich the Kid, 21 Savage, guest appearance by Method Man. Song is uh, fire. I listened to it, so I listened to the sneak preview on the way back from... Uh, <laughs> From Durham on the, I, I listened to that song. I, that whole playlist is fire. I was like, "Woo!" All right, see it is. Yes, got a little old school. Well, I say old school. Little Benny the Butcher on there. I was like, yes, All right, we out here. And T Pain is singing. Uh, this is this is one of my favorites in a long time. But Wednesday, please prepare yourself, prepare your ears. Then Thursday, we'll be right back with around the league. And I'm not sure if the episode won't be 45 hours. Everything seems to happen every day. Um, and the Hawks play on Monday, too. So ex expect at least an extra 30 minutes of us yelling at the Atlanta Hawks. Um, <clears throat> and then Saturday morning live. I am not sure how I'm going to do Saturday morning live because I have promised someone that I'm going to help with community service at 8 a.m. And, of course, we do Saturday morning every day at 11 a.m. That someone was uh, the Houston, uh, city of Houston Police Department is who he. That is that is a lie. <laughs> that is one hundred percent a lie. My rap sheet clean is actually with Jamar yeah. from Officially Off the Record, one of the biggest podcast supporters. You know, we support each other. He asked me to do something, so I'm gonna do it. 
Um, so might have what time, a special. What time is it? It's from eight to two o'clock. Yes. He asked me, hey, can you do the whole shift? And I try to, you know, support my friends. So we may be reaching out to somebody to be a special guest host with Reg. Reg might do a solo show. I'm not, I haven't figured out exactly what we're going to do yet, but we will come up with a game plan. Um, and then, yeah, whoever it is on Saturday, be prepared. And it's going to be some shit. Know that. Fire. Um, with that said, number one, more black cowboys, more black cowboys. Number two, baseball is back. It's back. It's it's all the way back. The Braves is back. Black baseball is back. Freddie Freeman better be back. Um, Ronald Acuna back. Ozzy Albee's back. Freddie back. The other guy, we don't know if he's coming back here. Uh, <laughs> we don't. <laughs> but he take a lot of family pictures. That's a different discussion for a different day. Uh, with that said, always remember. <laughs> no, do not remember that. Remember to like our podcast. Remember to <laughs> subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> remember to tell a friend. Actually, I wish I could just mint him black flashy thing, y'all. And unremember what Reggie just told me. I remember all of that. You know what, Reggie? It's your turn. Do it. Do hey, it. man, you don't forget. Hey, hey, hey. You don't know no damn sense. <laughs> hey, if y'all don't remember, man, remember to like, subscribe, rate, review us on uh, YouTube, Dive Team Media. We also will be coming out with a splash cast page independent of Dive Team Media in the near future. Follow us on Twitch at the Splash Cast. My computer comes in one to two weeks, and we will finally be able to pod live as well as tape at the same time. Um, follow us on Facebook at the Splash Cast, or you can go ahead and type in at the Splash Cast with Reggie and Norwood if you're feeling froggy. And both the pages will come up. You can follow us on Twitter at underscore the Splash Cast. We live tweet every Hawks game. And, and a lot of regular games. Just a lot of regular just, games. We just a lot of <laughs> be on there tweeting sometimes. Hey, yeah, we be man. tweeting at work and tweeting and shit. No, I, I work I work at work. Don't fire me. Um so <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, and then follow us on Instagram as well. Follow us on Spotify. You could actually, all of this is listed in, if you go to Instagram and go to our link tree, link in bio, uh, it has everything where you can find us as well as we're working on our website and working on getting our merch out. We have a couple of shirts that we think you guys will like. Uh, we are also um, working on uh, getting some of our uh, information out so that we can get some sponsors and and also talk to uh, some more of our HBCU affiliates. We are knee deep in the culture, neck deep in the culture of HBCU culture. Um, we support it as Norwood always says, or is that what you, uh, I don't want to step on your toes, but I know. No, no, my toe, I got steel toes on today. But yes, number one, always support the HBCU in your neighborhood, support the one that you graduated from, and then always send a big-ass check to Hampton University. Reggie got me on my square for a second, but what I did want to remind y'all, it is March Madness, so we have a Splash Cast Madness. We're picking, uh, we're picking brackets, and we're going to be giving away some things here soon. Um, Mock draft. Mock draft. I want to shout out the world. When I say the world, every Saturday we get on and we do uh, Saturday morning live and we bet against you guys. 
Sneaky, Russ, Rodney, Sorrell, Freddie. We appreciate all y'all interacting with us on Saturday. And, you know, y'all get some of our beers. And I guess sometimes we get to drink some of y'all's. I, I haven't bought a beer in a month, so. In the episode, dog. In the A. Hey, it ain't but one thing left to do now, huh? Drink Norwood's beers. No. Hang out. In. Where's the is there a cut? I can't Peace. wait if you get a new computer. Love. Well, I'm don't you be mixing me up with the sucker I done serenaded my neck on some tennis shit. Bended the ropes, we done with the double dust. Coop in an auto, go done with the double clutch. Come to be friendly, come in to fuck it up. Fuck shit at his finest. Fuck nigga, show a whiteness. He ain't with the fuck shit, never mind it. Fuck nigga, wearing diamonds. Fuck shit at his finest. Fuck niggas, I'm on that fuck shit. He went from a G moving units, now he fucking trannies. He on that buck shit. What's up with the tough shit? Yeah. Some nights I be on some other shit. Spit on your little baby brother shit. Kidnap your mother shit. Leave the weapon, Danny Glover shit. Ransom pendant, and the upper shit. Look for no upper shit. Home invasion, ain't no touching shit. Did it myself, ain't no other shit. Ain't no big brother shit. Cut the strings, ain't no puppet shit. Hey, you might see a UFO or something before you see me on some sucker shit. Go shopping this shit in the middle of the world like I'm ducking. Other words, I ain't ducking shit. Chicago, I'm having felonies for days. AZ got an open carry, I ain't tucking shit. You hit at the hit, they think I'm Willie Mays. If I ain't get to get him, get just know what's coming. She niggas still thinking easy, that a age. You threatening the bigger picture, know what come with this. I paint the picture clearly, ain't no mumbling. You know the grim reaper behind the hummer tent. Lick off a photo, let them know we coming in They didn't even have a clue with how we coming in Tenant, you think the superstar was coming in Fuck if I catch an Uber, I was running in Pipe on me, roll the rooter, I'm the plumbing in Fuck I ain't get to do ya, I'ma come again Fuck around and need a tutor, I go dumb again I go